You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Good morning from eHealth Forum here in Athens. We'll be interviewing um, Mark Lange, Secretary General for the Association of Atel. He will be responding in a few questions regarding interoperability and medical software certification. So first of all, thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure, and I hope that this that the event is a is a great happening. It actually is quite interesting. There's a, there's a lot of people, and the two big rooms are packed, so there's a okay. lot of interest. Well done, well done. Good. Well done to the organizers, first of all. <laughs> Indeed, of course, of course. And I have good memories of the of the time I spent in 2014 uh, uh, in in that event. Uh, hopefully, next year you will be with us. From up close. <laughs> Hopefully, why yes. not? Yes. Indeed. I did. I did see that you were yesterday at Star with. Um, oh yeah. The health meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. With one of your, uh, I wouldn't say colleague, but one of your uh, compatriots. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eva Kaili. Yes. You, yeah. Yes. Yes. She's vice. She's vice chair, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Yes. But I did see your tweets, and I, I'm really happy when I see people tweeting these days because we're all mm -hmm. into technology. <laughs> so, when yeah. talking about tweeting, we're going to talk about interoperability. So, yeah. um, I wanted to ask you in practice, how does compliance with the European interoperability framework help a national health system sustainability? Or in short, why there should be such a framework and how does that help? Yeah, uh, well, I think that f first of all, it is, it is uh, to answer that question, we need to uh, pay attention to the fact that is there a... Uh, uh, a, a national interoperability infrastructure or a national interoperability framework, uh, because it is it is it is for sure clear that the national health systems needs first of all to rely on the different uh, actors and the different uh, uh, systems that are that are there in place to uh, to operate the, the the health system, and and I see uh, the the, uh, the European interoperability framework as a tool to help creating a national interoperable in, in national infrastructure for uh, for for e-health or for healthcare um, so that's that's very important to to pay attention to that uh, and and is a national infrastructure needed uh, for for making the the health systems sustainable uh, clearly uh, clearly yes provided that it is recognized that the national health systems needs ICT uh, uh, to deliver its mission uh, uh, and its ICT, not uh, not I, uh, islands of ICT, but needs ICT systems to work all together uh, to fulfill the mission of the health systems. Provided this is recognized, then uh, 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 an infrastructure that is interoperable, that helps, that is generic, that helps all the systems to communicate between each other, either between hospitals, between uh, hospitals and administration, or between uh, primary care and, and, and hospitals, uh, and so on, and so on. And even could, to some, in some situation, uh, uh, in enabling the, the home, uh, home, patient at home, or, or patient in mobile situation to connect with, with the health systems. Uh, all these are elements that are, uh, that are useful, that are needed, uh, to be supported by national interoperable infrastructure and uh, by national health or e-health infrastructure, and there is no point to have such infrastructure if interoperability is not uh, is not uh, in the core of the of, of the concept itself, and that's where the European uh, uh, interoperability framework can help to create uh, uh, the interoperability at national level. 
I think you put it very correctly when you said not ICT islands, but ICT systems. And, yeah. and I'm actually thinking about Internet of Things and how in the future our car or our home will be talking. And, for example, home will be um, monitoring its residents and monitoring on their health. So yeah. it, it, it's a huge concept and obviously they're going to collaborate with ICT. Absolutely, yes. So, moving to my next question, it has more to do with um, e-health companies going out to the mm -hmm. markets. So, um, we, we believe that European e-health companies have a huge potential to grow by approaching an ever-growing market inside and outside EU borders. You've got all these different agreements between China and Europe, America and, and Europe also. So, um, you've got Latin America also growing. So, what kind of opportunities do you see for European e-health companies and what would you think are, um, what, what are we really good at um, and that we can compete with other companies in other countries? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, would, I would first of all uh, uh, try to, to, uh, to highlight here what I think is really the uh, uh, the, the main characteristic uh, of of uh, of uh, the e-health of e-health developments in Europe in comparison with what with what you can see in Asia or 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 in the US, uh, and the main difference for me is is really the systemic difference, where uh, uh, all governments across Europe, uh, at different they are all at different stage, but all governments across Europe sees e-health as an opportunity. Uh, for the modernization of the healthcare systems, but not, uh, but but in a, in a global approach, uh, in a national or regional approach, uh, and that is quite different to what you see uh, uh, on other markets where the where, where the systems are much more, uh, or the the the, the yeah. is much more deployed uh, on, on uh, by hospitals uh, on their own initiative in order to fulfill their own purpose. The approach in Europe is a systemic one, uh, and, and so much more global, uh, or much more, um, yeah, well, much much more inclusive. That's certainly the point. Much more inclusive than what you see uh, in other places, which is which where where EHL is much more used uh, as as a competitive advantage than uh, from from the buyer's point of view, as a competitive advantage more than a, as an inclusive advantage. So it's clear that to me that. Uh, uh, provided that uh, that European companies uh, uh, can take advantage of this inclusive approach, uh, uh, then they have an, av an advantage uh, against the others. But of course, the question is uh, how to materialize this advantage mm -hmm. uh, on on other market like in the US mm -hmm. or, or in Asia. Yeah. I think the, the, the fact that we have different cultures also, different languages, actually makes us uh, completely different to um, other cultures because, you know, um, it's like we don't all speak English, mm -hmm. we speak different, so that, that sort of helps and it also helps in the thought process because, you, you know, we make mistakes but we can understand better each other. Yeah. So that's all very helpful. So yeah. I'll go to my last. That's, that's oh, true. That uh, I, I, well, that's an interesting point. Uh, but here you have a tension in the sense that uh, uh, an IT or well, a company would prefer to uh, to send the same product everywhere across the globe uh -huh. uh, because that would that would enable them to make to to be much more efficient from from uh, from a production and from a pricing point of view. Uh, now it's clear here that. As you mentioned, the diversity that we have in Europe uh, uh, is clearly going in 
in the other direction. But this can, I agree that this can be turned into an advantage in the sense that um, and, uh, in order to really serve health systems, you need to be, and that's very important, you need to pay attention to the local constraints, you need to pay attention to the regional constraints and the national constraints, including the policy dimension, including the, uh, the cultural dimension, including the, 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 the health or ICT literacy of, uh, of all the potential users of this. And if you are uh, if if uh, if a company uh, uh, is trying to sell an approach that is really one size fits all, uh, fit all, then I, I have some difficulties to to see this as as being a, a source of success. I totally agree with you. I don't think that is uh, the case anymore. We got to individualize depending on countries. And uh, uh, Henrik Martins, from um, who is uh, Portuguese and helps with the Ministry of Health, was saying that there's an advantage, for example, for Portugal because they speak the same language with Brazil. That opens up the market for them. Obviously, that might not be the case for Greek companies, for example. But I I'm sure we can find markets um, where we localize things like this or attitudes, and uh, that can open up the market for them. So, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So let's go to our last, so I won't keep you quite busy, mm -hmm. man. Um, our last one has Thank to you. do with software certification, a medical software certification yeah. strategy. To be honest, each time I ask somebody this question, I get a completely different answer because I'm, so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say. So maybe you did hear about the study the Imperial College of London did that showed that a number of NHS approved apps while sending out data. Um, to associated servers, 33% of them were doing so without encrypting the data. To be honest, to set things straight, they have downloaded this list because obviously there was a lot of um, uh, objections going online. Mm. So what do you think? Do we need a medical software certification strategy? And please do consider that, uh, as I learned yesterday, that um, the DJ Connect told me they already have some um, memorandum of understanding or something, some um, some kind of form for M Health for M Mobile yeah. Health applications. In your opinion, how should this be done? Uh, how should this be done? Um, there is an important distinction to introduce here to me, uh, uh, and this is the two words that are coexisting or that have been. Put into coexistence uh, by the by M Health in general, it is the world of the well-being and the and the clinical world. Uh, it is clear that we that uh, we do not the, the rules do are not the same and should not necessarily be the same uh, for a number of different reasons. But what I mean here is that when a doctor is using uh, health apps, when a, a a a health system is using health apps to deliver care. Or to uh, to to uh, to get data for 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 putting a for for developing a diagnostic, or for providing care and so on. Then we are in a clinical environment where there we are in an environment that uh, that is very sensitive from a privacy point of view. Uh, that is sensitive also in the in, in the relationship between the the, the patient and the doctor, uh, and that is sensitive also uh, with respect to the liability of the doctor and to respect of the quality of the care that is to provide it uh, uh, to the patient. So here here in that context, it, it's a lot about uh, privacy. It's a lot about safety. It's a lot about different elements, and we need 
we need to really to pay attention to, uh, uh, and the Commission does it right, we need to pay attention to uh, to secure this environment when mHealth or health apps are being used in, the, in, in for, for, for clinical purpose. There is no doubt about this. Nobody wants to uh, to have, uh, um, to, to see a doctor using a, uh, using a, a medical device that is not secure, that is not safe, and that is not providing the uh, reliable data. So that's that's a clear element. Now, apart from that, uh, we have we can also pay attention to to uh, or we have also to look at the the well-being environment. So in fact, all these uh, all these health hubs, all these applications, where the uh, the patient or the, the citizens is interested, is motivated, uh, and is free to uh, to decide using them uh, uh, using them yes or no for. When in when managing its sport activities, or when uh, willing to manage on its own initiative, uh, its own diets, and so on. And here, in that situation, I I don't think that we well. Of course, this is about health data. So of course, this is about there is also issues about privacy. But all this is under the responsibility of uh, of the citizens. We can and we have to protect citizens against themselves or against their ignorance on their lack of literacy on, on, on some yeah. topics. And here we are in a consumer environment, like you need to protect your child by using toys that are not certified and that, that, that are unsafe. So we are in the same situation here. So these two words, these two words do coexist. Uh, the very a very important point is, of course, to identify the border between these two words. And of course, the border today is blurred, and 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 there's there an important piece of work that needs to be done, and the Commission is working on that uh, with stakeholders. It's important to clarify the border between the two, but uh, the two domains needs to be ruled differently, uh, uh, in order not to overrule the well-being domain, in order still to uh, uh, enable creativity and invention uh, 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 and innovation in the well-being domain. Because clearly what's happening on the well-being uh, domain, uh, if it becomes really successful and really deliver a, an added value for the healthcare system, then uh, uh, then this is every, everything is good for the healthcare system that needs that can then start to look at it uh, and start to look at uh, including this into the into uh, the healthcare delivery process. So we do not have to kill the innovation uh, potential of of this uh, of this world. Uh, but then we need simply to apply different set of rules because of different level of responsibilities. And I couldn't agree more, and I like the way you said it. I think it is going to be part of our lives. Um, I was just having a conversation here at the forum, and we were thinking, like, in a few years' time, our house will be reporting on our well-being. So um, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was actually thinking, what if my house, and I'm having a heart attack, and it takes my house about an hour to notify um, um, the doctors or an ambulance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, will turn, I will actually turn around and think my house doesn't care about me. Which is really funny, but considering the ethical part, it's 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 quite interesting that suddenly we might be accusing our car, our house, of not taking yeah. care of us. So um, somebody has to make sure the uh, the software works perfectly and is in alliance with how humans inter interact, because that's that's the bottom line. In the bottom line, humans shouldn't care. We people should not care about how the software does it, as long as it treats us like another human being or treats us in human manner. Mm. Yeah, but uh, of, co of course I, I, I can follow you on this, but I need to add something else. Happy to have my house following me. 
if I'm deciding to help to follow yes, me, yes, that, yes, that she yes. follow me, yes. and happy to have my the, the house of my or the apartment of my mother-in-law to follow my <laughs> mother-in-law, if my mother-in-law is agree in a, is an agreement to that because uh, she is 84 and uh, and she may have a problem and I'm not always living close to her or mm -hmm. we are not close, mm -hmm. close to her. So all this is to be kept under the responsibility of the car driver or the or, or the house owner or, or the, the the person the people living in the house we have to be in the full control of that and we need to be to decide whether we are free to do that or not and then of course provide uh, from the moment we are deciding to enable our house or the car or whatever to inf to share, to send information or to monitor or to, to to pay attention to us and to monitor us then we need to be protected but on the same way as uh, our, our, our child, our kids are protected uh, from, from, from playing with uh, dangerous toys. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you totally. So, um, sorry for muting it. Sometimes we are inside the forum, the eHealth forum, happening in Athens. There's a lot of noise around us. Mr. Lange was very kind uh, with this interview. Thank you very much for being with us. Thanks, Salouf. Thank, thanks a lot again also for having me, given me this opportunity to, to, uh, to be a bit a bit part of this event. Yes, so thank you. This was Vicky Kolovo for Tech Talk Central speaking with Mark, oh, Lange, I'm sorry, from Etel. It's a silent H, Etel. Oh, can you give us a brief, very quick, what Etel does so for the people? Uh, what we do is uh, 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 running a forum for all those uh, uh, all those people and organizations working on the deployment of, of e-health in real life for, for the real patients. Mm -hmm. So we are enabling them to, to learn from each other, to share the experience, to discuss all together about how to address the, uh, uh, the different challenges that, needs to be, that, that, that needs to be addressed and how can we push forward uh, this, the modernization of the healthcare systems using ICT. Great. Thank you for explaining that for our listeners. Goodbye. Goodbye. Take care. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.